0: hello there boxing fans around the world thank you for joining me once again here on talk and fight for another episode of boxing news today and let's start off with tyson fury why not he's been making headlines uh, around the world as we speak and uh he has quite a bit to say but i'll keep it short and sweet um in a nutshell Tyson Fury has stated there's no chance he would share a bill with a possible heavyweight clash between Anthony Joshua and Deontay Wilder in his first fight with Alexander Usyk. The Gypsy King says he's fighting Usyk on December 23rd, blowing AJ's recent statement on the double main event with Fury two pieces. Joshua had said the talks were underway for the Saudi Arabian investors to stage a fight, uh, Yusick versus Fury, and Joshua versus Wilder on the same night. The former champ even stated his belief that Fury versus Yusick won't happen on December 23rd due to a quick turnaround. Now, that is interesting because uh, Tyson Fury goes on to uh, rip, shall we say, anti Joshua and Deontay Wilder. He says they're both out in the cold, says Fury. They're both frozen, so it doesn't really matter about that fight. On the Usyk clash being set in stone for the day before Christmas Eve, Fury added, Yusek's a sausage. I'm, expected it, I'm expecting it to take place in December. That's what I've been told. So I've got no reason to disbelieve it for sure. Usyk has to fight me in December. He doesn't have a choice. He signed a contract. So if he doesn't, he's breached the contract. Then he gets sued. So he doesn't really have a choice. Fury's manager, Spencer Brown, echoed that sentiment when confirming to Boxing King Media that the Usyk fight would not be moving to accommodate Joshua versus Wilder. Brown reacted to reports that Fury and Usyk wouldn't have enough time to prepare once an event with Francis Nagano is in the books. I can assure you that's not the case, said Brown. I can categorically tell you that we're going on 23rd of December, so we're not bothered about anyone else, really. Why would we be? I spoke to Usyk's management last night about the situation, and so did Frank and George Warren. We've had lengthy conversations. That's not the case. Yeah, there's not enough preparation time. We're full steam ahead for 23rd December. On that note, uh, as you all know, uh, Yusek last took to the ring back in August, uh, beating Daniel Dubois. And after the bout, Ukrainian said he would need 14 weeks to get into shape ahead of facing the Gypsy King. He said, I can't say that everything's okay, but I'm fine. Some wound, old injuries need to be healed. Everything's under control, though. I do my training sessions every day, but I need 14 weeks for my camp. It would be enough time for me. Um, to which, uh, then we get these talks, <laughs> uh, from Tyson Fury saying he'll basically sue him if he backs out on that December 23rd date. All right. To, uh, conclude his volley of statements, uh, Tyson Fury said, uh, he may be the heavy favorite for the battle of the baddest contest, uh, with Francis Nagano, a fight, as you all know, shown on TNT sports. Uh, but, um. The Brit insists he's not taking his opponent lightly, and he's promised to knock out the former UFC heavyweight title holder within six rounds. That gets a big wow from me. Tyson Fury has promised to end the Battle of the Basque Contest with Francis Nagano inside six rounds as he sent a warning shot to his rivals that no one can take my power. The WBC heavyweight champ will fight, will fight the former UFC heavyweight champ on October 28th and what's being billed as the biggest cost crossover fight since Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather went toe-to-toe in 2017. Wow, I remember that. <laughs> Quite a while ago now. Earlier this week, the two men came together in a frank and open discussion with Carl Frampton for a special show called The Face-Off. And that's going to be shown uh, later on TNT sports. And while fury, who's a heavy favorite gave the guy no credit for taking the fight. He guaranteed to seal his victory in rapid fashion. The quote is I'm going to knock him out inside six rounds. I'll get on the front foot high arm, catch him with the punching jab, 1920 stone in the face, bust him up, swells eyes out and bang knockout on the front foot, not running away. No one can take my power. Nobody. These heavyweights don't have a chance. so, Let's move along to the other battle that's uh, forming, taking place. Here we go. The International Boxing Association has sent a formal complaint to the organization, has sent the formal complaint to the organization, so-called world boxing for their illegal use of IBA's official trademarks. IBA, as you all know, used to be the AIBA and uh, would provide all the qualifying tournaments, etc., uh, for boxers to enter the olympics however due to some shall we say irregularities in their practices um a group came together called the world boxing well just called world boxing and those trademarks the world box world boxing and the world boxing tour are registered properties apparently of the iba the trademark proprietors restrict others from au- unauthorized usage as utilization of a trademark is strictly prohibited Says the IBA, such actions are not, such actions not only inflict reputational and financial harm upon IBA, but also misguide the global boxing community regarding legitimacy of the organization, particularly when we find an entity of boxing using those trademarks that specifically belong to IBA. In light of these observations, the IBA has instructed the so-called rogue organization to cease with the unlawful use of the concerned trademarks. And that's courtesy of IBA Secretary General and CEO, Chris Roberts. The IBA instructs that the organization immediately removes world boxing designation from all materials, including the official documents, website, social media, and to refrain from further use in public and the communications domain no later than 26 October 2023. Additionally, IBA expects a public apology from the organization for this infringement within the same time frame. Wow. And they retain, retain the right to pursue legal action, by the way. So that's going to get hot and heavy. Now, for those of you who might not know, um, the IBA, uh, the IBA's opposition, so to speak, this this world boxing group, you know, it was formed uh, uh, quite a while ago, led by an executive board and a president uh, elected um, back in um uh, I don't know when it was a while ago. Anyway, they were they're about to have their first uh, congress uh, coming up in November, and it will include both male and female uh, athlete representatives to ensure views of boxers. That says it on their website have influence at the highest level of decision making. Um, all candidates will be assessed by an independent vetting panel using open source materials only, and all all member national federations in good standing will be able to vote in the election. The number of votes will depend on the national federations voting eligibility according to world boxing statutes. In the period leading to the inaugural Congress, world boxing will be led by an interim executive board made up of representatives from national federations around the world, a male and female athlete representatives and an interim secretary general who does not have voting rights. The male ap- athlete uh, uh, representative, Richard Torres Jr., who won the super heavyweight silver medal for USA at Tokyo 2022, sorry, 2020, a female athlete representative will be appointed immediately. Uh, at present, the interim executive board is comprised of Matthew Holt, he's the CEO of GB Boxing, uh, Ty- Tyson Lee, president, uh, he's of USA Boxing, Karen Mattson, board member, Swedish Boxing Federation, Michael Mueller, Secretary General, German Boxing Association. Uh, Karina Piscon, Boxing Competition Official, the Philippines. Lauren Price, Athlete Representative. Richard Torres Jr., Athlete Representative. Keith Walker, Chairman, uh, Boxing New Zealand. Uh, Boris van der Voorst, President, Dutch Boxing Federation. Simon Tolson, Interim Secretary General. Um, Dinah Gleikaitis, Chief Executive, Boxing Australia. And Marketa Heindelova, founder and principal of an international law firm specializing in sport. So there you have it. Uh, a little bit of back and forth going on between the IBA and this group called World Boxing, uh, who uh, look forward to representing uh, the uh, boxers at the Olympics. Uh, by the way, going down at the uh, Pan, Pan American Games in San Diego, Chile, I'm looking at the results here. It looks like... Uh, Canada's uh, Charlie Kavanaugh is uh, is fighting. Oh, just uh, been named official. one uh, on scores of 5-0 against her opponent, Licia Perez out of Argentina. So Charlie, Charlie Kavanaugh has won her fight. And I believe that was a quarterfinal bout as well. Anyway, there you go. Final. Uh, went on point, went on points. Good stuff. Well done. Um has been well done. Don King. He's uh, what over ninety? Only in America, ninety-two celebration just got bigger. The promoter Don P- Don King has put together five title fights for his Saturday, November fourth extravaganza to be held at the Casino Miami. Giant Eye King is going to celebrate his recent ninety-second birthday with five championship fights. The November fourth card will have three co-feature title fights, headlined by a twelve-round battle for WBC cruiserweight vacant title as the number one ranked fighter, uh, McLean, he's 26 and two, 11 knockouts out of Miami, uh, via Armenia, taking on the number two ranked fighter and former champion, Maku Makabu. He's 29 and three from Johannesburg, South Africa, via the Dominican Republic of the Congo. Uh, Makabu who lost his title to Bader Jack as he was stopped in the 12th round. is hoping to regain his belt after Bader Jack relinquished the title. Um, the other try feature bout will spotlight two heavyweight champs putting their respective belts on the line. The NABA gold heavyweight champion, Jonathan Goodry, 19-1-2, out of Dulac, Louisiana, will tangle with the undefeated Fackerbox heavyweight champ, Jesus Escalara, 19-0, by the way, 19 knockouts, fighting out of Riverview, Florida via Puerto Rico. The WBA continental North American heavyweight champ will feature the former WBA champ, Trevor Bryan, 22-1, out of Fort Lauderdale, via New York, taking on challenger Cassius Chaney, 22-1, out of Connecticut. And now King has added a WBC Regional Bridgeweight 12-round title bout uh, and the WBC Youth Super Lightweight Championship. The Bridgeweight Championship will feature Mike Perez, 29-3-1, out of Cork, Ireland, via Cuba, who will meet Andre Prisak, 14 two and one out of bayern germany via serbia the wbc youth super lightweight title will feature uh fort lauderdale's fort lauderdale's devon william three and o, taking taken on Marek black two one and one out of kentucky anyway uh king who recently turned 92 has invited oj's founder and lead singer edward willis Livert to celebrate the november card uh, on King's birthday, Lavert King's dear friend, has volunteered to sing the national anthem and be a part of King's only American 2 celebration with the three national anthems of boxing. Give the people what they want, backstabbers, and money, money, money. <laughs> well done, Don King. All right, let's have another uh, preview here. Uh, upcoming Friday night in Nicaragua, a country that I've visited and had a great time in. Um, WBO junior flyweight title holder Jonathan Gonzalez will travel into the hometown of his challenger in a bout that will be televised by ESPN Plus streaming in the United States. Uh, from top rank, we hear that Puerto Rico's WBO light flyweight world champ Jonathan Bomba Gonzalez will defend his world title against hometown favorite Gerardo Zabata. As I said, this takes place on Friday, October 27th, the same evening that uh, talking fight. We'll be uh, broadcasting a fight out of Kenya. I'm sure you all know about that already. Go to our website if you need more information. Uh, The fight down Nicaragua will take place at the Alexis Agea Sports Complex in Managua. Uh, Gonzalez, by the way, he's 27-3-1, has won five bouts since falling short to Kosei Tanaka in 2019. Uh, And he's moved down the light flyweight and positioned himself for a title shot with a pair of victories. Um, Zapata, he's 14, one and one, was born in Managua, fought the first fourteen bouts of his pro in his home country. He lost, he lost a zero when he controversially disqualified against René Santiago back in 2022. Zapata returned in August and was held to a ten-round draw against Panamanian contender Azriel Villar. So there you go, some some good good, good fight news out of Don King and uh, the WBO. Uh, via Nicaragua. And finally, uh to today's episode, uh, Jorge Linares has retired. Former three-division world champion Jorge Golden Boy Linares, who's now 38 years of age, announced his retirement from boxing after his unanimous decision loss against Jack Catterall over in Liverpool in England. Linares, 47-9, and nine, 29 knockouts, logged his fourth consecutive loss in six in his last ten fights uh, against Catterall. So, uh, during his 21 years as a professional he won the world boxing council featherweight championship the wba super featherweight championship and the wbc lightweight championship he said this was my last fight i told my team i told my wife my family that if i lost this fight i would retire so i lost and i'm leaving boxing that's why i'm very happy as i've accomplished so much i told my t- team is a beautiful fight finishing today by decision was a victory for me though all right, Fight Fans, thanks for joining me. Appreciate it very much. Remember, like, share, subscribe, hit that notification bell, and we'll see you later on at 4 p.m. when I join Mike or for his show, Knuckle Up. Thank you.